Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. School of Humans. Every single time I listen to a true crime podcast or watch a TV show, they say the same thing. It was such a small town. You never expected such a horrific murder to happen there. But one thing you learn working in true crime is that evil is everywhere, and it definitely does not discriminate by zip code. But there are some cold cases that captivate the public imagination. And as the years go by and the cases remain unsolved, the names of these victims become synonymous with the town itself. In Little Rock, Arkansas, that name is Ebby Jane Stepek. It seems like everyone in Arkansas knows Ebby Stepek. They know that Ebby was 18 years old when she vanished without a trace. They know that her case has been one of the most extensively covered cold cases ever in Arkansas. Maybe they've seen her high school portrait or the missing posters that have papered the city streets and been all over social media since Ebby disappeared in 2015. And yet, even though Ebby is everywhere, so much of her life and her case 
remain a mystery. What really happened to Ebby Stepik? I'm Katherine Townsend. This is Helen Gone. You just go straight. It's, it's up here on the right. I'm back in Arkansas. This time, I'm in Little Rock. My producer, Gabby, is driving us to our first stop of the day. I had a lot of weird dreams last night about men surrounding our car, so hopefully that won't happen. But yeah, so this is our first day on the case. We're going to be meeting with Abby Stepek's mom. I've been in contact with Ebby's mom, Lori, for a few months now. She's walked me through the case, what's missing and what they don't know. She's also been telling me a lot about Ebby. In many ways, Ebby Stepik was a typical teenager. She was living in West Little Rock with Lori, her stepdad, Michael, and her younger sister. Her older brother, Trevor, lived nearby. So did her maternal grandparents. Both of Ebby's parents, her mom Lori and her dad Peter, were hairstylists. And Ebby had dreams of going to cosmetology school. She loved doing her hair and switching up styles and colors. She also loved to do her makeup. Ebby's friends and family say that as she grew up, she developed a strong personality. She was fiercely loyal. She loved to make everyone laugh and she loved to entertain. Like a lot of teens, she was a child of divorce, and she was dealing with the conflicts that come with being part of a blended family. Ebby was 18 years old. She was at a crossroads, deciding who she wanted to be and what she wanted to do with her life. Let me just make sure we're going the right way. Okay, so we take a left here, and then we take a right, and then it's really close. I've been to Little Rock a lot. I was actually born in Little Rock. And I grew up just a few miles from here, in the southern part of the state. While working on previous seasons of the podcast, it seemed like I was always driving through Little Rock for one reason or another. It's also where the Arkansas State Police and the Little Rock Police Department are based. Little Rock is divided by several highways. Interstate 30 divides north and south. Interstate 430 and 630 divide east and west. And basically, anything west of Interstate 430 is considered West Little Rock. And it's an area that has expanded rapidly over the past two decades. Cantrell Road and Chennault Parkway are the major roads that run through this part of town. It's full of affluent neighborhoods with names like Brody Creek, Woodlands Edge, and the Chennault Valley. Chennault Valley is where Ebby's family lives. It looks a little like the Ozarks. I mean, there are kind of rolling hills. There are a lot of trees. It's got almost like a semi-rural feel. In this part of West Little Rock, there are a lot of little gated communities and lakes. In general, it's a very safe, um, very friendly, nice area. We arrive at Lori's. So you turn into this little subdivision, and it's basically 
it's just a planned little community, um, really nice houses, nice yards. They're set, they're close to each other. They look like they're all kind of a similar architectural style. Laurie and her family have moved since Abby went missing, but they still live in the same general area. The house is gorgeous, with white walls, big overstuffed sofas, and while we're there, it's beautifully decorated for the holidays. In Abby's senior picture, she looks exactly like her mom, Laurie. Both are petite and blonde. Laurie says they were alike in personality, too. The personality traits they shared made them super close. But it also meant that as Ebby grew up and became a teenager, they clashed. Ebby's the strongest-willed person that I know, other than myself. We are both so stubborn. That is our biggest defect of character. But it's also our strongest thing we have going for us, too. Like a lot of teens, Ebby was rebellious. She was also, according to her friends and family, a combination of naive and fierce. She would do anything for a friend in need. She would also not shy away from speaking out for people she believed were being wronged. Like in her junior year of high school, she defended a classmate who was wrongly incarcerated after a gun was found in his car in the school parking lot. Ebby rallied her classmates and wrote letters to help the young man get his name cleared. In the summer of 2015, after her junior year of high school, Ebby's independent streak kicked into high gear. She started working, first at Playtime Pizza, then at the Foot Locker store in McCain Mall, which was a few miles away in North Little Rock. She started arguing more and more with her stepdad and her mom. Soon, she was hanging out with a new set of friends, friends that her parents and her old friends didn't know. Ebby had been attending a private magnet school called Lisa Academy for several years. The school was small, and according to some of her fellow students, it was a fairly sheltered environment. But that summer, Ebby told her parents that she planned to transfer to Little Rock Central High School for her senior year. Central High was a flashpoint in the civil rights movement. You may recognize it from the famous case of the Arkansas Nine. As a large public school, at Central, it was easier for Ebby to get lost in the crowd. She started skipping school, staying out late, and defying her parents more and more. Frustrated, Michael and Laurie laid down the law. They told Ebby that if she couldn't follow their rules, she couldn't live under their roof. So Ebby made the decision to move out. Ebby started couch surfing. She would stay with her brother, Trevor, or sometimes with her grandparents or one of her girlfriends. Talking to Lori, it's obvious that this was a heartbreaking decision for she and her husband to make. But it's one that they stuck with because they were worried that Ebby was going off the rails. They wanted to help her get back on the right track. She told Trevor she was tired. She was tired of living the way she was living. She'd seen more things than she ever wanted to see again. 
Um, he was talking to her about not necessarily coming back home, but letting Michael help her, letting us help her to get her GED, get in beauty school, us getting her an apartment, helping her just get her life going. Trevor and Michael were talking. There was going to be a conversation that they were going to sit down and talk to Abby and say, hey, we're going to help you get your life back. And she was, she said she was really ready to stop. During this time, one of the friends Abby was staying with was Danielle. Hello. Hey, is this Danielle? Yes. Hey, it's Katherine Townsend. Hey. I talked to Danielle on the phone about what Abby's life was like during this time. First, I just wanted to ask, can you tell me how you met her and what she was like? Yeah, so, um, well, I had known her, known of her. Danielle was one of Abby's best friends. She talked about how when she met Abby, they didn't like each other at first. Probably because, as Danielle explained, they both liked the same guy. It was nothing serious, she said. Just your typical teenage drama. They became friends a few months later. I reached out to her via social media and I just said, hey, I just want to apologize, you know, for being the way that I was during said situation. And I would really like it if we could be friends. And she apologized back. And so anyways, that was the beginning of us becoming friends. I mean, as far as her personality, you know, she she had a very strong personality. She came off one way, but, like, I think she kind of did it to sort of intimidate people. Like, I'm not one to be played with. Once we got past that, I mean, she was so sweet to me, and, you know, we would hang out all the time, and we really just, we enjoyed doing anything that pretty much got both of us out of the house. Danielle never knew why Ebby decided to transfer from Lisa Academy to Central High School. But she also didn't know a lot of what Ebby was up to in the weeks before she disappeared. After Ebby left home, she was always on the road in her Volkswagen Passat. On Tuesday, October 20th, 2015, Ebby sent a message to Danielle on Snapchat. The message read, Hey, I know this is a lot to ask, but is there any way your mom would let me stay the night tonight? Danielle wrote back that that was fine. She told Ebby to come on over for dinner. You know, she would come here and there would be some night she'd be like, well, I'm going to go home for the night. You know, of course, I never really know if she actually went home or if she went somewhere else. But I know for sure there were at least a couple of nights when she said, well, I'm going to go to a friend's house and then I'll come back. And she just wouldn't come back. I know there were several days when she would like skip school, just wouldn't go. But... You know, of course, again, that was one of the situations where I didn't know where she went or who she was with or anything like that. On Wednesday, October 21st, Danielle and Ebby went together to an event at a local church. They went home afterward, and Ebby spent Wednesday and Thursday nights at Danielle's house. On Friday, October 23rd, Ebby told Danielle that she was going to a party. She asked Danielle if she wanted to go with her. But Danielle said she didn't know anyone who was going to be there, so she declined. And something happened at that party. Something that would change the course of Ebby's life. Hey, y'all, it's Catherine. 
As you know from Helen Gone, crime can happen to anyone at any time. When it comes to home security, your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. Obviously, we cannot control everything that happens out there in the world, but when I'm in my own home, I feel very reassured by the fact that I have a home security system. And Simply Safe is affordable, easy to use, and crucially, it's easy to get started with and then build on later as you need more functionality. They have a huge variety of indoor and outdoor cameras. It's backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day with no contracts and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/helengone. That's simplysafe.com/helengone. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21+ plus in President Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 7 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. For several years, every time you would see a news story about Ebby Stepet, the same narrative gets reported about what allegedly happened that Friday night. The reports say that Ebby was gang raped by several young men at a party. But that's not what happened. On Friday night, Ebby went out with a male friend from Central High School. Together, they went over to the home of another Central High School student in Little Rock. And it wasn't really a party. It was just a few friends hanging out. Ebby, her friend, the friend they went there to see, and two other guys. We'll never know exactly what happened that night. But piecing together Ebby's text messages after the fact, it seems like what happened to Ebby may have started out as a consensual sexual encounter with one guy. Then at some point, 
She thought that the person she was having the sexual encounter with was videotaping her without her permission. Ebby was angry. She texted another one of her friends, a guy named Gage. The text read, I was hanging with some dudes last night, and we smoked, and I was having sex with one of them. And he fucking recorded me, dude, like when I wasn't looking. There is a black hole of information about what was going on that weekend. And we're working to try to find out what happened. But we do know that Ebby must have made her way back to her brother Trevor's house later on Friday night, because Trevor told Lori that Ebby was there when he woke up that Saturday. Now, at this point, Ebby and her mom, Lori, were still not communicating at all. This was part of their agreement after Ebby moved out. So the whole time this was playing out, Lori had no idea what was happening to her daughter. After that happened, that was on a Friday night. She came home to Trevor's. He didn't know anything that happened. Um, he called me and asked if Ebby could stay with me that day. So he had a wedding to go to and didn't want to leave her home by herself. I said no. If she could, she couldn't come home. That was the deal. And I knew if Ebby and I saw each other, everything would break. And then she would lie and be gone two days later. And we'd be right back where we started from. Danielle saw Ebby on Saturday, the day after the party. She said she had no idea that her friend had been through a trauma the night before. Saturday, I saw her. She came to my mom's house, but she had to leave. She didn't tell me where she was going. She just told me she had something that she had to take care of, and then she would be back. Ebby never went back to Danielle's, and that's the last time that Danielle ever saw her friend. We know that she spent the afternoon at her grandparents' house, just hanging around in her PJs, watching her favorite shows. So she went to my mom and dad's all day until that night. She stayed over there, slept, had a great day. My parents didn't know anything that had happened. On Saturday evening, Laurie and Michael were out to dinner when Laurie started feeling sick. And then Michael got a text from Ebby. She said, I've got to tell you something, but don't tell mom. I was raped and videotaped, and I want you to go to the police with me but I don't want mom to know. And he said, okay, let me get your mom home. And then we'll, you know, we'll figure out a place to meet. And she said, okay. He said, stay put. Michael was focused on getting Lori home. And then he says his plan was to meet up with Abby so they could go to the police station together. He told her to stay where she was at her grandparents' house but Ebby didn't stay put. Instead, she told her grandparents that she was going out to meet Michael. When Michael got Laurie home, he tried to get in touch with Ebby, but she never replied. Eventually, he called her grandparents' house. So he was calling my mom to ask her where she was. She said she didn't know she was going to meet him. And my mom didn't get, she wasn't alarmed because Ebby was real flighty anyway. Trevor was at a wedding. So I think that's what Michael was thinking. There's just nothing he could do but yeah. wait. To this day, no one in Ebby's family knows where she went on Saturday night. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's Sunday, October 25th, 2015, and it's the day after Ebby texted her stepdad, Michael, about wanting to file a sexual assault claim. Michael had been trying to get in touch with her so they could meet up and make a plan to go to the police, but Ebby never answered. Now, at this point, Michael says he was concerned, but not panicked. He just assumed that Ebby, like she had many times before, gone back to her brother Trevor's house. Meanwhile, Trevor and Ebby's sister were calling her all day and not getting any response. Ebby was supposed to go to a church event with Danielle, but she didn't show. On Sunday afternoon is when I was at a separate church event, and I got a call from her sister, and she had asked me, like, hey, have you talked to Ebby? Have you seen her? Because we haven't talked to her or heard from her. And I said, no. I said, I can go make sure that she's not in my mom's house, you know, just in case like her phone had died or something. So I left the event that I was at and went to my mom's house to see if she was there and she wasn't. So that was kind of once we started to realize, hey, something's up. A few hours later, Danielle got another call from Ebby's sister. That was when she told me about she had talked to Trevor. And then after that, we were just completely in the dark. What she's talking about is this. 
Trevor dialed Ebby's number at around 5.30 on Sunday afternoon. No one answered, but then, just a few minutes later, his phone rang, and it was Ebby. And that phone conversation with Trevor would change everything. One of the most heartbreaking parts of this case is the fact that Trevor also passed away in 2019 of a heart attack. So we can't ask him exactly what was said on this phone call. Here's what Laurie remembers. Trevor just runs in the house, bust in the house. He's like, Mom, Mom. And I'm like, what? Something's happened to Ebby. Something has happened. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He was like, I was talking to her on the phone. She's somewhere. She's fucked up. She can't talk. She's in her car. She doesn't know where she is or who's with her, but something's happened. We got to find her. Call the police. When Trevor comes in and tells me that, I can't even describe. I, I know that something bad is happening. And Trevor said, Mom, I just talked to her. I said, where are you? And she said, I'm out in front of your house. And Trevor's like, I hung up, walked outside, and she's not there. So I called her back, and I said, Abby, you're not out in front of my house. Where are you? And she said, I'm in my car, and I'm really fucked up. I don't know who I'm with. I don't know where I am. And even though she had no idea where she was, and she was messed up, Ebby knew that she was in trouble. That's all that I know that kept going on in the phone conversation. I could never get Trevor to tell me every single word that was said. I wanted to know every single word, and he couldn't tell me every single word. This is how the call with Ebby ended. He said, okay, I'm going to hang up and get Michael to turn your location on your phone. And she said, okay. And she hung up, and that's the last that we ever heard from her. And her phone was never answered again. At this point, Laurie and Trevor are freaking out. Laurie was trying to absorb this. This was the first time that she was hearing that her daughter may have been sexually assaulted and now could be in serious danger. And a lot of this is a blur, but Trevor's on the phone with the police. He's like, something's happened to my sister. You've got to do something. You've got to find her. And the police are like, there's nothing we can do. And he said, then put an all points bulletin out for her car. Because something has happened to her right now. Somebody's done something to her or is doing something to her. So according to Laurie, the police said they would put out an all-points bulletin on the car. She says after that, they didn't do anything. Trevor told Michael to track Ebby's location on her iPhone. Michael said that he tried, but Ebby's location services feature was turned off. Then Lori says they tried to report Ebby missing, but the police told her that she had to wait 12 hours. This is not true, but it is a common misconception that people have. And because of that, crucial hours can be lost when someone goes missing. Over the next several days after Ebby's phone call with Trevor, 
Her family and friends called everyone they could think of. They papered the area with flyers. Lori is a hairdresser, and some of her clients worked in the media. So that night, I had her face and car and everything on TV that night. Abby was a kid who lived and breathed on social media. Her family scoured her Facebook, her Instagram, and her Snapchat for potential clues. They also looked through Abby's phone records. They found out that after that four-minute call with Trevor, all contact with Abby stopped. After that, her phone was never answered again. They could also see her last Instagram post. It looks like she's belted into the passenger seat of a car, maybe her car. She's looking into the lens. The caption reads, I know what you did. On October 30th, 2015, five days after Abby went missing, police searched Abby's 2003 silver Volkswagen Passat. It was sitting in the parking lot of Chalamont Park, a small residential park near her home in West Little Rock. Lori and Michael find out to their horror that Ebby's car has been sitting there in the park since the day she disappeared, and that people in the area have been calling the police for days about an abandoned car. It was called in every day by the security guard, by neighbors. Lee was a neighbor who lived very close to the park and regularly took walks there in the mornings. And Lee is the one who called Lori to tell her the police had found Ebby's car. And she calls me and says, Lori, they're, they're up here with Peter with the car. Peter is Ebby's biological father. And because both Peter's name and Ebby's name were on the title of the car, police called him to let him know that the Volkswagen had been found abandoned. So even though Ebby's family had reported her missing several days earlier, and even though there was supposed to have been an all-points bulletin put out on that car, when police called Peter to tell him that his abandoned car had been found, police had not connected that Volkswagen to Ebby. They called Peter and said, Peter, we have your car up here. And Peter's like, what? Yeah, we have your car up here. And he said, that's my daughter's car who's missing, who's, who's missing. Peter raced over to the park and met police there. This is what they found. Ebby's car was unlocked. The keys were in the ignition, and the car was out of gas, as if it had been left running. All of Ebby's personal belongings were left in that car. Her clothes, her purse, and her phone. Her makeup, which she usually kept in pristine condition, was broken and scattered everywhere. Laurie knew her daughter. She knew that Ebby's entire life was in that car. She believes Ebby would never have gotten out of that car, walked away, and left everything she owned behind, including, by the way, her contact lenses, the ones she couldn't see without, and her phone, which she had with her all the time. It made no sense. Michael and Trevor went to the park to see if they could find any sign of Ebby, but she was gone. And I don't know why she went to the park. We didn't know anything that was going on with her, where she was going. None of her friends knew any of the people she was hanging out with. No one knew anything about who she was around or where she met them. What was Ebby doing in Chalamont Park? Did she go there to meet someone? 
Or had someone picked her up there and taken her somewhere else? Her family said they had no idea. They're open to the possibility that Ebby had been leading a whole other life that they knew nothing about. I'm Katherine Townsend. This is Helen Gone. Helen Gone is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It's written and hosted by me, Katherine Townsend, and produced by Gabby Watts and Michael Dowd. Our executive producers are Brandon Barr, L.C. Crowley, and Virginia Prescott. Mix and Master is by Ryan Peoples, and our music is by Ben Salee. School of Humans. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.